Koppel, host of the Time for Coffee podcast, where you get firsthand career advice into the jobs and industries that interest you the most. And before we start today's show, I have a quick favor to ask you. If you haven't already, I'd be incredibly grateful if you give us a rating and a review on iTunes. And if you're like me, you need to do it now because you'll forget later and because it's the best way to help others who may be in search of career advice to find this free resource. So press pause if you haven't done it and do it right now. I'll wait. Thanks so much and enjoy today's show. Hey there, Java Junkies. Welcome to another K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. By the way, K-Cups come in three sizes, single, double, and triple shots, or roughly one minute, five minutes, or ten minutes in length. So if you don't have time to throw back an entire caffeinated career conversation, these K-Cup mini episodes of T4C can give you a quick caffeinated fix, whether you're on the go or you only have a few minutes to binge. So grab your mug and take a chug, because it's time for a caffeinated career triple shot K-Cup with my guest, Tom Monahan. I know that meditation plays a big role in your day. Is it something that you like to do early in the morning before you get your compass or Starbucks coffee or later in the day as things unfold? You know, it's a two-step process for me. I try really hard. One of the best pieces of advice I've gotten about trying to be mindful in a professional environment was from a meditation teacher, uh, Jonathan Faust, who, who has been super helpful to me. He said, you know, kind of look at your calendar for the day and you'll see things you're looking forward to. Like you'll see this conversation. You say, boy, I can't wait. This is such an important mission. I can't wait for that. And he'll say, you'll see things you aren't looking forward to. I won't name names or, you know, but there'll be problematic things. And he said, sort of try to imagine how you'd like to feel at the end of the day just physically feel like what your emotional, mental, physical state will feel like at the end of the day and set that as the goal for the day and then kind of handle each thing as it comes with an eye on that. And for some reason, that advice has stuck with me and been super helpful. So my general routine is set some sort of intention for the day in the morning and then find a pocket in the day to do a meditation reset because I can often... So the poems put in your best laid plans <laughs> often go and I find like a midday meditation reset for just even five or 10 minutes and sometimes an end of day meditation actually really helps. But that I try to start with the intention because I find that gets me thinking more broadly around what I'm hoping to accomplish and what the purpose of stuff is. I love that. I'm going to try to incorporate that into my day. I love thinking about what my state of mind will be when I wrap up the day, what I'd like it to be, and to use that as kind of a North Star. Yeah, it's been hugely helpful for me. And it also gets to, you know, recognizing Rome wasn't built in a day. How much are you actually going to get done today? Realistic. Uh, And having that frame for the day that a lot, I can't say it's been perfect at all, but um, earlier in my career, I tended to carry 
too much stress with me at all times. And this is, it's not perfect closure at the end of the day, but the idea that a workday has a beginning with an intention and an end with a reflection as to how I did has helped shrink the angst maybe. How long ago did you start meditation and what role has it played in your life since? I would guess probably five years in, six years in, and you know, very imperfect practice. And I guess any teacher would say that all practices are imperfect. I think mine is especially imperfect. <laughs> I think I'm better at being imperfect than other people, I guess, maybe. And it's been really the point of meditation is not professional excellence, right? It's not like I'm going to doing this to get better at work. To some degree, it was to help me put work in context. I've always been passionate about what I've been doing. And at times, the stress was this is kind of one of the more interesting challenges about a career is sometimes what begins as genuine interest in the mission and goals of what you're working on can sometimes then be crowded out by the stress of needing to accomplish stuff. And you almost forget why you, I saw a quote from Roger Federer where he said, the luxury I have is I never fell out of love with tennis. And I thought that was just, you know, so many people get burned out in their jobs. And eventually Roger Federer's physical professional athletes, even at his caliber, need to move on. But I love that. You know, how do you make sure you don't let the, we're all attracted to roles and careers and steps for the quality of the work we do. And then somehow the stress can <laughs> sneak up on you. And I think, I think meditation has helped me do that. And I think it's also helped me, you know, you, you never stop thinking about work. But I think in a healthier way, I've been able to keep work in context. Last thing I'd say is, if anything, mindfulness does help you prioritize. I joke, but one of the most important strategy insights, and I think it's a good strategy insight both for professional strategy, for career strategy, for life strategy. I was at a wedding and it was in Dallas and it was a beautiful wedding. Like it was one of those over the top Texas weddings. And you can sort of, you can dry, you just kind of follow that sentence and imagine what it looks like. And I was talking to a family member of the bride and they said, are you having a nice time at this wedding? I said, gee, it's like the most spectacular thing I just do. Music and food and all that amazing stuff. And, and she said, we have a saying in Dallas, which is, Anything worth doing is worth overdoing. And she said it was sort of a joke, but I always laughed at that because that turns out to be not a bad principle for leadership, not a bad principle for life, not <laughs> that anything worth doing is worth overdoing. And conversely, if it's not worth overdoing, it's not worth doing. And mindfulness does really help with that. It helps you get a little distance and say, okay, you know, if it's not heck yes, it's heck no. What is really worth time and energy, et cetera. And so the Dallas wedding principle, which I've always liked the concept of becomes a little easier to implement when I create a little distance through my meditation practice. Thanks for tuning in to this K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. If you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation, please check out the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to this latest episode of T4C. And if you're interested in learning more about my coaching services for confused college students and recent grads, feel free to check out the Time for Coffee website under the Coaching tab 
at time, the number four, coffee.org, or text me at 202-236-5712. That's 202-236-5712. 